It's about political stuff. Oh my goodness, it's Christians. I hear them all the time. That's what they're talking about. What are we doing, and why does the world see us? Well, because our, our first conclusion usually is... What you talking about, Willis? That's why they answered the question that way. I think we need to give them the benefit of the doubt and say maybe it's a reputation problem. Churches are doing this. I saw that Pastor Tank's new church, Reach City Church, made yes. the news. Why did they make the news? Because they partnered with one of their, their local councilmen. Barna did some research <laughs> trying to figure out who Christians and non-Christians alike think is best suited to solve local problems. I'm not saying national or worldwide problems, like hunger. I'm saying, like, in your community, there's a problem in your city. Right. Who's best suited to solve that problem? Me. And, right, Mike <laughs> would be the first choice. But, I mean, they were asked to choose from things like charities, community members themselves, businesses, churches, Christian organizations, government. And the data about how people responded, I think, is really worth talking about. So we'll do that. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle and I'm Brian. If you don't want to miss anything, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button to get a notification whenever we drop a new episode. The Brian and Janelle podcast. So you know I love looking at data. Yes, you do. And For I call many it reasons. data because that sounds smarter than saying data. <laughs> right. Right? Because data is the guy from Star Trek. <laughs> data is what smart people say yeah, when like they in talk the about lab. numbers. That's right. Maybe data is data's dada. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so Barna did some brand new research in partnership with an organization to find out, generally speaking, should the church be involved in helping solve issues at the local level? I think generally, when you ask Christians, I would hope most would go, well, yeah. Yeah, right. You got a local issue? Come on, church. Mm-hmm. Let's fix it. That's what we're here for. You would think so, right? So right. it used to be. <laughs> and Well, right. And for many years before, I think, globalization really took hold and we could find out so quickly what's happening across the globe mm-hmm. or across the state— what, what else could you do but care about local problems? Right. Because it's all you knew about, right. at least in, in a, a swift way. So as part of this, they asked a number of questions in there. The first one I want to look at is the question that people were asked in the survey, who is best suited to solve community problems? What is behind that question in terms of best suited? Is it in terms of respect, in terms of how they'll be received? I think it's both reputation and ability to actually do something. Okay. Like, are you equipped with the resources, okay. the uh, expertise to fix something? And then would people want you to do it? Probably, right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would just assume that's the case. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's look first at Christians. Practicing Christians. The number one response in terms of who should be taking care of these problems, mm-hmm. no surprise, is the church. of practicing Christians said, well, I think the church is best equipped to solve local problems. That's cool. A close number two was government, followed by community members and charities and businesses and other organizations. Okay. Does that surprise you? So far, you're not surprised, right? No. Number one is the church. Okay. No, I'm not. 
I'm not entirely surprised by that. When you look at non-practicing Christians and you throw them in the bunch, non-practicing Christians think government's best equipped. Whatever. I mean, government does solve a lot of local problems. <laughs> okay. It's been that way since, like, basically World War II. Mm-hmm. But what about non-Christians? It's incredible to say there were six options in terms of who would you choose as the best suited to solve community problems. And among non-Christians, we ranked number five of six as best suited to solve local problems. Who was last? Last was (laughs) other organizations. (laughs) Wow. We barely beat other. We barely beat anybody but. Right. So number one, non-Christians chose government. I don't find that super surprising. Mm-hmm. Number two, community members, just individual people. Mm-hmm. Number three was charities. Oh. Number four, businesses. Number five, churches and Christian organizations. Oh, wow. And finally, well, I guess some other random people I don't even know exist. Man. Maybe maybe they do a little bit worse than the church would. Now that's surprising. Yeah, it is a little surprising, yeah. isn't it? Christ loved us so much he died for our sins that we ought to be so pumped about that that we go and share that news and that love with others. That's right, right. yeah. Which is why I think this is such a relevant discussion for us as Barna Research is trying to figure out how both Christians and non-Christians view the idea of who's best suited to solve local problems. Yeah. And so when they asked that question, Christians thought, of course, that we're best suited to solve local problems. Hey, Christian, who's best suited? You. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, we are. And I don't, I agree, though. I think Don't we you? are, yeah, I think we are best suited, but I'm saddened that the world doesn't think that. And I think that's more important, not what we think we're suited for. It's what, what the world thinks. Yeah, because it's, it's one thing to know what we're able to do and should do. It's yes. another to know what our reputation yes, indicates. that's, well, yeah. And so, I mean, I think in, in the positive sense, government is restricted by bureaucracy and various, you know, complexities where really churches have freedom to go out and solve a problem like immediately. Mm-hmm. Like we can, we can gather each other. Like, look what happens during a crisis, like yeah. a, a hurricane or a flood or a tornado. Right. The church shows up first because we just can. Mm-hmm. And we do stuff right away. Right. But again, non-Christians put us number five of six in who's best suited to solve local problems. They think pretty much everybody is best suited except for us. Do you think this number would have been different 40, 50 years ago? Uh, For non-Christians? I don't know. know. Probably, because I think 40 or 50 years ago, there was kind of this general idea that all Christians are, or all Americans are Christians that go to church, right? Wasn't that the perception? So I think there's a couple of questions and issues we have to look at in this. And one is the, the hard question, and it's, are we actually solving local problems? Mm Mm-hmm. So as in, is it that non-Christians are being mean and they don't think that we can do nice things mm-hmm. or they just don't see us doing any. And so therefore they're not attributing them to us. Right. Well, so I would say the answer is yes to both of those things. I think it probably is, isn't it? But that we are solving. And this is the next difficult thing to grapple with. It's that there is a Christian principle that Jesus teaches us, right? It's that. Yeah. When you give, you give in secret. When you pray, you pray in private. Like you're not supposed to go and get a bunch of credit for all the great things that yeah, you're doing. True. You're supposed to do good things to please the Lord, not your neighbor. And so there's churches out there doing great things and not trying to get credit for it. True. Mm-hmm. 
But then it creates, on top of, for other reasons, what you talked about, our reputation. What are we known for? What do people think about when they think about Christians? And I don't think it's good news, even on the individual level. You know, I think Christianity has become much more of a club than anything else. Well, I think we're also struggling, and for, for good reason, to decide between two different ways to help people. I'll explain what those are in just a moment. Hey, it's Brian. If you've been a faithful listener to this podcast, we're just super grateful for you. Can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us in our journey to follow Jesus a little more closely every day. But I got to remind you about something. We're listener-supported. We're a ministry of Moody Radio in Cleveland, and it's donations from people who listen to us, just like you, that allow us to keep making episodes. So rather than tiptoe, because I'm not good at that, or dance around it, because I certainly can't dance, I'm going to be direct. We need your money, your financial support. Would you consider a donation to this ministry? A gift of any amount will make a huge difference. If you want to donate, we'd be so grateful. Just go to moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Again, moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Thanks. We got an update on Wheels for the World campaign. And that can be connected with things to celebrate we're doing. Like those are practical things Christians are doing and did. You know, that's that, kind of cool. Don't you want to like a megaphone? I do. Yeah, and tell everybody about <laughs> Which it. Which we have, I yeah. do. But here's the thing. Most Northeast Ohioans will have no idea that event happened. Yeah. And will have no idea that incredible amounts of wheelchairs were donated. Yes. For a lot of reasons. And so part of it I mentioned before was this dilemma where we as Christians are taught biblically to not be trumpeting our successes and our accomplishments. We're supposed to do things for God's glory, not our own. And so that would cause people to not know everything we're doing legitimately. But I think that's, I'm proud of you because you're being optimistic. I think that's a little optimistic. I think if you look at our at the church, and I'm, it's probably going to upset people, look at the church and look at our individual lives. And we're really not about, in general, like our passion isn't about, man, I'm just going to go out there and just serve. Like I'm just going to love and look for opportunities where I can solve local problems. I think on a bigger scale, we're focused on more national problems that really don't have, from me, a lot of impact, Mm -hmm. right? And we're about program, like our church. If if my neighbor thinks about Christians, it would be, oh, yeah, like— we see them on Sunday. They go to their church. We're about our programs and making sure, like, the programs are happening in the church. I don't know. And, and we're about—we're very passionate about political things on a bigger scale. I'm saying if I was non-Christian and I would think, and I would think about, well, what are they about? It's about political stuff. It's not about the local person— that's hungry. I don't see somebody saying, oh, my goodness, it's Christians. I hear them all the time. That's what they're talking about. And I know that's hard to hear, but I'm just trying to be honest. Like, what are we doing, and why does the world see us this way? Well, because our, our first conclusion usually is that all oh, those non-Christians are just mean. Right. That's why they answered the question that way. I think we need to give them the benefit of the doubt and say maybe it's a reputation problem. Yeah. But part of it for me would be this one, and mm-hmm. it's the choice between two things. 
when most churches have a choice between solving an international problem, like a large, a larger global type problem or addressing it versus a local problem, mm-hmm. I think we lean international right now. Yes, we do. I do. Like, for example, yes, we do. my wife and I sponsor a compassion child from Dominican yeah. Republic, yeah. a young woman who has grown fast. She'll age out of the system soon. We give money every month to deal with her issues of poverty and hunger. Yeah. And we do exactly nothing locally. Yes. To uh, help with hunger and poverty. Mission trips will go in a second. And we're funding and doing and all of that stuff. And then you got the loss right here across the street, like in our city. Like you said, the hungry. And, and am I I'm doing something telling wrong? myself that. So I'm not judging. I'm just saying we do that. We're very quick. And, oh, that's so exciting. We can go to the Philippines. You're saying, is that wrong? Yeah, why, why is that bad? Sarah and I are helping an individual young woman in a country where she's super impoverished and would not have opportunity without our financial help. It's not wrong. But when, I, when you think about Jesus and you think about what he focused on and what he talked a lot about, and you talk about this a lot, it's the love your neighbor. The number one out of the two most important commandments when Jesus answered that question. And your neighbor in that time was like literally your neighbor, the people that surround you. And if we're going to be honest, Brian, if we want to be efficient with our influence, isn't that really where your influence goes the furthest? The people you touch every day, the people that see you every day, that you can walk with on a practical level versus you spend, I did this, you spend a week in Dominican Republic and you do whatever you're going to do and then you come back. Well, and I say Dominican Republic, it so happened to be there. I went on a missions trip hours away from my family. And I did that. It was a week. You can create change. I'm just saying the people that I walk with every day that I see across the street that are not believers, isn't that where I should put most of my passion and time uh, in terms of it going further? Maybe. Okay, go ahead. I don't want to do that at the expense of needs across the globe because America's so blessed financially. Yeah. Like without the charitable giving of American people, I mean, think about how many places would perhaps even fall apart. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. So I don't think it's an either or, but it's more of like a a yes and, as mm-hmm. Kathleen used to always talk about. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to neglect this young woman in Dominican Republic. But you're right. I think we need to reinvest locally. I think it's easier for me to do what you said, go to the Dominican Republic on a, on a mission strip. But you, you forgot the most important part of that mission strip. What? The beach. That's what I was going to say. If you look in your heart, Oh, my gosh. This is, again, going to— You get to go on a plane, Janelle. Dude, a lot of it, when people decide that, I'll take me. Isn't it some of that, though? Like, a lot of that? Some of that. You want, like, the experience. Yes. You like, want to get on a plane. You, you want to use a passport, and you want to go to the beach. Yeah. And while you're at it, you might help some people. Now, that's not everyone's attitude. Not but, everyone, yes. But that's glamorous compared to, well, you know— about six blocks from here, there's yeah. some real issues going on. Well, I don't know if I want to actually know these people. I'd rather, yeah, <laughs> I'd rather not know them and meet them once in my life and then fly far, far away. Yes. And I confess that that's you know something I would struggle with most certainly because yes. it's messier. Locally. Because knowing them in a Christ-like way is sitting with them. That's what Jesus did. That's what he was accused of. Why do you hang out with the sinners? That means you're like hanging with them, not just passing out things. But see. One of the examples you can see of that this is happening, though. Churches are doing this. I saw that Pastor Tank's new church, Reach City Church, made the news. Why did they make the news? Because they partnered with one of their their local councilmen Mm -hmm. 
and they built blessing boxes where you, they literally take a post and stick it in concrete. It looks like a giant, you know, like those book share things where you can share library books, but it's filled with like essentials, like different types of food products. Oh that, yeah, that we will, have one of those in my neighborhood, like a pantry kind of library, right? Yeah, and it's yes. basically like if you need something, take it. If you've got really something, leave awesome. it. Really awesome, yes. And they put them up all over the place yep. in their local community, their mm-hmm. local community, and they partnered with the government to do it. Yeah. And so guess what? That church is going to build a reputation that the church in their community is there to help solve local problems. Yeah. Not that they probably aren't doing global stuff. I'm sure they're doing global outreach and missionary work, but I think it's something it's easy for us to overlook. Yeah, it and is. we can't because I don't it like is. that we came in fifth out of six from non-Christians asking yeah. who's best suited to solve local problems. And you know, it's happening and my encouragement, which is connected to a conversation we're going to have later, we're very vocal on social media about things that are not local and about things that are developing our reputation in the world. And a lot of it is judgment is attached to it. So if we were more vocal about those kind of things, like the pantry in your neighborhood, or if you're going to use a platform which we're given, like everybody has one now on social media, let's use it for that so that we can develop a different reputation. It matters. I want people to think of me when their life falls apart next door. Absolutely. But what about this? It's even food for thought. Maybe we'll get to this at some other point, but it's one thing to look for an award for what you're doing and like call the local news stations to get a news story done. You know, and we, I don't feel, churches don't feel good about that. No, right. But what about making sure people know you're from the church? Wearing your t-shirt saying, hi, I'm Jimmy from oh, that's cool. local church and I'm here to help. Yeah. I don't know that we need to avoid that. Something to think about. Yeah. But I think a good reminder for us to not just care about those in need far away, but those in need nearby. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So look down, hit that button right there, subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us. How? A five-star rating. You can also hang with us live weekday 6 to 9 a.m., interact with us, talk with us, download the Moody Radio app. Or at brianandjanelle.org. And we don't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind all this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Well, Brian, that's a wrap. Yep.